0: This episode is brought to you by Active Campaign. Build your email sequence, schedule campaigns, generate landing pages, and send great emails to stay in front of your audience and offer exactly what they want to see. I've tried every email service provider out there and Active Campaign is by far my favorite to use and it's been the most effective. You can start your free 14-day Active Campaign trial today. Just go to michellecaruana.com/tools and select Active Campaign or head right to the show notes for the direct link to your free 14-day trial for active campaign. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up To a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play based business. While this episode may not boost your profitability today, next week, or even next year, it will certainly boost your profitability down the line if you ever decide to sell your business. Now, This episode was inspired by several different indoor playground owners in the Playmaker Society group who have either decided to pivot or move locations or sell their business. And a lot of times this decision comes rather quickly, right? There are all different types of scenarios that may cause somebody to want to sell or exit their business. Maybe it's personal or professional reasons, or maybe someone in the family falls ill, or Maybe your children are just not of the play area age anymore and it's just not fun anymore and the actual physical facility isn't aligned with your reasoning for wanting to operate a business. So maybe you want to go mobile or maybe you want to start hosting online classes. Whatever the reason, if you're left with a physical location and want to sell it for a profit, a lot of times, like I said, people make this decision rather quickly And on the other side of the coin, if your business is doing really well and thriving and you're kind of at the top of your game, you might be getting offers from interested parties kind of randomly. And you might just see an easy way to recoup all of your startup costs and get a nice profit from the sale and pursue other interests. So while a lot of people have this negative connotation around selling or exiting a business, a lot of times it can be a huge positive for the person exiting or selling. And I have an entire, much longer, much more detailed YouTube video around this topic that I will link in the show notes. I talked about my exit plan, why I decided to sell my business, how I went about it, all of that good stuff. But whatever your position and whatever your situation, making an exit strategy is absolutely crucial for a smooth, intentional transition. And my biggest tip and the biggest takeaway that I want you to take from this episode is not to wait until you start getting offers. Because a lot of times you will be able to make a quick sale, but you're really going to be leaving a ton of money on the table if you don't have your business properly organized and if you haven't created a turnkey solution for your new owner. Because when you browse business listings and things like that, for example, if you go to sell.com and there are franchises listed. There are dozens of businesses in any given area that are listed. And a lot of them have been listed on that site for years. And when people are looking for businesses, that word turnkey comes up all the time. And what turnkey essentially is, it means that anybody can essentially walk up to the front door, turn the key, and start operating the business with the documentation and the processes left by the previous owner. So there's very little time, there's very little learning curve that that person needs to embark on in order to operate that business successfully. But creating a turnkey business takes time. And I promise you, you are not going to have the time to create those systems and processes and training documentation while you're entertaining offers and while you're getting ready to exit your business. Now, before I get into some of my tips for creating an exit strategy, I just wanted to quickly give an overview of the four different scenarios that might come around if you operate an indoor playground or any brick and mortar facility. And basically, again, when you start a business or sign a lease, one of four scenarios will happen. So number one, you'll operate it for 20 plus years and hand it down to your kids and it will become a family generational business. Number two, you can sell to a friendly buyer. Number three, you can close your doors at the end of your lease and kind of sell your assets, but not lose a whole lot, not get a civil lawsuit or anything like that. And then number four, you can liquidate or declare bankruptcy or break your lease, which is obviously the worst case scenario. And we don't want to do that. And there are other options, like I said, like pivoting or changing your business model, but these are really the main four. And a lot of people, like I said, have this negative thinking around selling your business. Like, oh, it must not be doing well if they're listing it for sale or, oh, if they need a new owner, they must have run out of capital or something like that. But I want you to consider a few things. So think about the season of your life right now, whether you are in the daydreaming phase or whether you're in your first couple years of operation or whether you're in the middle of your lease. I want you to think about your season of life at the beginning of your lease. For me, I had one infant and I didn't even know it, but I was about to get pregnant with my second. So I had a very young family, but at the end of my lease, I had two school age children who were both too old to play at my facility. So I kind of went into my lease knowing that hey, I would love to operate this type of business for 5 years. I would love to build these memories with my children. I would love to create these lasting memories with my family and I want to create a business where I can spend time with them because at the time I was spending, you know, 50 plus hours a week in a corporate office and It just didn't align with the type of family, the type of mother that I wanted to be at the time. So when I saw an opportunity to open a business where I could bring my children and involve my husband, I absolutely jumped at it. But again, I made that plan at the beginning that, you know, I don't really want to operate this business forever. It's going to stop being fun for me when it stops being fun for my children. I also want you to think about changing consumer trends and your long-term personal goals. So operating a, biz, a brick and mortar business is tough. And if you have to stay on top of current trends but your kids are a little bit older, you may you may no longer kind of find yourself in the thick of it in the thick of finding the newest toy for toddlers or creating these preschool really cute crafts and events. Like I said, it stopped being fun for me when it stopped being fun for my kids. So even though you may have this idea of wanting to hand this business down to your children someday, there is a long time in between, especially if you own a business that operates towards lower children, lower age children. So five, six, seven-year-olds, things like that. There's a long gap between your child turning six or seven, and then your child being able to resume the business when they get a little bit older. And you're going to have to maintain the business in those middle years. So I just kind of want you to think about that because Operating a brick and mortar business is tough. And I have another blog article around how difficult and how constant operating a brick and mortar business is. And for me, my biggest priority is traveling with my children. I was able to homeschool my children last year because we no longer had a physical location. And I just wanted to move back to my hometown and I didn't want to be location dependent on the physical business. So I moved a lot of it to online and now I teach People had to open indoor playground. So that was always kind of my goal. And a lot of people don't go into this business with an exit strategy. And I know that it can feel a lot about talking, like like uh, talking about divorce before you get married. But I'm telling you, it can take years to be able to create the systems and processes that create a turnkey business. And like I said, if you wait until you start getting offers, or wait until. You have a family event or a health crisis or an unplanned pregnancy or a natural disaster or whatever happens. If you wait until something catastrophic or life changing happens, you are not going to be in the position to do your best work and create these processes and get the most for your sale. So, again, I am of the personal belief that you should go in planning to sell no matter what because you just never know what's going to happen. So, I have a couple quick tips of things that you can. Add to your priorities list, things that you do when you have a little downtime or things that you can outsource to maybe an accountant or a manager or a team member. But here are some tips for being able to get the most profit from your sale if you do decide to ever leave your business. And these are all things that you can start doing today. All right. Number one. Get help with bookkeeping right away and really dig into your financial reports. So I'm sure you're already calculating your prices and your profit margin and your operating costs and your profit every single month and your owner's compensation. But what a lot of brick and mortar business owners forget to do is calculate the financial reports that banks and investors and potential buyers actually look at. So the main one is going to be a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet. And these can be a little bit difficult to create if you don't have perfect bookkeeping systems or if you didn't go to school for accounting. So I highly recommend hiring a bookkeeper and generating these reports every single month because it's going to be a lot more difficult to generate them retroactively. So let's say you decide to sell in 2025. It's going to be extremely costly and time time. Um, It's going to take a lot of time to create these reports going back years and years because they're going to want to see them monthly generally. So you're going to spend a lot less money and a lot less time if you just make it a monthly habit or if you hire a bookkeeper to spend a few minutes going into your QuickBooks or whatever accounting software they end up using and generating these and just keeping accurate records. You do not want to spend the time looking retroactively because a lot of times bank records disappear, credit card records get expunged, things like that. So you want to make sure you have As many of these financial reports for as long as a time period as possible then number two keep an up-to-date value on your assets and your business so this has a lot to do with your balance sheet but a lot of your bigger purchases like your play sets your play equipment your oven your espresso machine these things don't retain their value over time a lot of times they depreciate so something that i used to do with my accountant every single year was calculate the updated value of all of the assets in my business. And that would help me place a dollar amount on my business as a whole, taking into account both of my assets, any debt that I had, and just a general state of profitability of my business. And this is another thing that you do not want to calculate down the road because it's very cumbersome and it's very time consuming. So doing this once a year, i decided to put this episode out around tax time on purpose, this is the time to calculate the depreciation and the up-to-date value on all of your assets. And then number three, keep specific documentation in order to continue your operations without a hitch in the case of a sale, but also in the case that you or a parent or your child gets sick. This is something that you should be creating all the time, And I talked about standard operating procedures in a previous episode. So go back and listen to that. If you need a little, a little step-by-step tutorial on how to create standard operating procedures, because the hardest businesses to sell or transition are the ones where the owner hoards all of the information and all of the tasks that is not a turnkey business. And there is going to be a huge learning curve, maybe a two or three year time period where somebody is going to need to create all of these processes and relearn all of this information themselves before they can turn a profit. And that is not going to create a desirable business. And you're not going to be able to get the amount of profit that you want from that type of sale. And then number four, create a plan to to pay off debt and create an owner compensation plan. So another thing that is very common that people look for when they go to buy a business is what is the owner's compensation plan? How much will I be able to make right away if I were to step into the role of owner of this business. So if you have a lot of debt and if you're focusing on that instead of compensating yourself, I want you to kind of see what that looks like years from now and at least create a plan with your bookkeeper or you are an accountant to pay off this debt because businesses don't want to, or excuse me, potential owners don't want to buy businesses with a lot of debt. They want to be able to be compensated right away. So create a plan while you're doing your taxes this year to pay off all your debt have an idea of how long it's going to take. So if you can approach a a buyer and say, listen, I have this loan, but it's going to be paid off by 2025. These are what the payments look like. And hey, this is when you're going to be able to start compensating yourself, or this is what the owner's compensation is right now. And as soon as the debt is paid off, this is what the owner's compensation can very easily immediately jump to. If you're armed with those numbers, it's going to really help that owner decide if it's going to be something that they want to invest their time, energy, and money in. So create a plan with that while you're doing your taxes this year. And then number five, be agile in your business and have contingency plans and multiple revenue streams. So if something were to come up like a pandemic, for example, sellers or buyers, excuse me, want to know what they can do to kind of shift business models. So if you have soft play equipment that you can easily transition a brick and mortar facility to a mobile business, if you have retail, if you have a subscription box business, they're going to want to see as many different revenue streams as possible so that if something happens to one, like for example, if open play is no longer a viable option due to a pandemic, they want to know that there are many different ways for that business to generate revenue with their current assets and processes so that they are taking on as little risk as possible. So Be sure that you're pivoting, always staying up with the latest consumer trends, and have multiple revenue streams. And then, number six, and this is really important consider drafting a transition plan. So, when selling, prospective owners want to know how turnkey the business is, like I've said several times, and they'll want to know what your role will be in the transition. So, let's say you are the current owner and you're looking to sell to a new owner. They want to know if you're going to be able to train them and If so, how many hours, how long will you be on call and available to them? And if you don't see yourself in that role, or if you're planning for a health issue, or if you just want to completely walk away from your business, are your employees going to be able to be retained by the new owner? Is there a key employee that is going to be able to assist in the transition that is well versed in the transition plan, in the standard operating procedures, in the financial side of the business? Because a lot of times our teams aren't privy to our QuickBooks or our accounting software or our profit and loss statements or our employee hiring and firing and things like that. So you need to create a transition plan and it's going to start with your standard operating procedures, but you also want to create that transition plan, like I said. So what is going to happen between the point of sale and the point where you can completely walk away? How long does it take? Who's going to be the key players? So you, a team member, a spouse, a business partner what is that going to look like, how many hours, what can they expect, what documentation, all of that stuff, they're going to want to see that transition plan before they make an offer. And the more detailed you are, the more you're going to be able to command in terms of price. So I know I gave you a lot of things to think about, but I put this episode out there right now because like I said, this is tax time. This is likely the time that you are most involved with your bookkeeper, with your accountant. So these are all things that I want you to bring up When you meet with them to do your taxes. So again, debt, uh, profit and loss statements, balance sheets, the value of a business, transition plans, things like that. These are all things that I want you to write down. And that is your play of the day today is to write down all six of these topics of these tips and bring them up in your accounting meeting and let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening. And I really appreciate you being here. The best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. So make your play of the day and I will see you right back here tomorrow.